Unfortunately, a lot of the times I feel stumped. Can I get an amen? <laughs> um, you know what I mean? I'm stumped by a prayer request that says, pray for this four-year-old who has cancer. I'm stumped over how divided we are as a nation. Maybe even as Christian believers. I know I was looking up this past week strategies for getting through the holidays about safe subjects to talk about. Have y'all seen this? 30, 30 safe subjects to talk about. How about those Cubs winning the World Series, huh? That's, huh? Because we are stumped. I'm stumped by relationships, marriages that seem intent on self-destruction. As if people wake up in the morning, what is the one best way I can hurt this other person? What's the one best way I can destroy this relationship? I'm stumped by people thinking that if they only had more stuff, they'd be happy or feel secure. I'm stumped at how to talk to children and youth who fill up their calendars and who fill up their lives, piling up more things to do and more stress, forgetting how to play and to have fun. Maybe you're stumped today. And you'd like to be rooted. The context of this passage that we had read from Isaiah 11 is uh, one of Jerusalem and the kingdom of Israel being stumped. Did you get the metaphor in there in the scripture? The city and the temple are in ruins, cut down, chopped off. The Davidic line of kings is coming to an end, and all that is left is a stump. And the prophet Isaiah says in that context that the stump will become a seed, and from the root will come a righteous branch rooted in the promises and in the presence of God. God will do this. The life-giving, future-orienting, world-forming, despair-ending God will do this. The stump will become a seed. Advent is the season for embracing these kinds of promises, rooting ourselves in them, making decisions in our daily lives that align with these promises. We want to be more rooted and less stumped. How could you be more rooted? I'm going to give an example here of uh, the Stephen Ministry program. So if we could see that slide... I think we've been doing this about three or four years now and have trained around 20 people in this caring and listening ministry. It is rooted in Christ. A Stephen minister has but one care receiver and a male works with a male, a female works with a female. I'm the one that makes those assignments. It's confidential. The Stephen ministers are under supervision once a month. They have continuing education. They get 50 hours of education before they're even sent out to be with someone. They walk with people through tough places like death 
and divorce and disease and depression and other things. We are rooted in Christ. We understand that we are the caregivers and Christ is the cure giver. Uh, I have an example here of what uh, this caring relationship might look like. It's called the mud hole. <laughs> it's in the lesson two of uh, our training materials. So in the mud hole, uh, if you see the person up on the edge of the mud hole, that is the uh, Stephen minister, could be, and uh, there's sympathy. And that sympathy is saying, oh, that's, that's too bad that you're in that mud hole. Yeah, I, I feel your pain, you know, but I, I'm not going to get down in there with you. It's a little bit of distance, maybe, maybe too far. We stand on the edge and, and we you know, say nice things. On the other hand, you can be all the way down in the mud hole and with the person, and this is over-identification. This is um, where you're maybe not helping so much because you become overwhelmed with that person's feelings. You take them too personally. You over-identify and you get stuck in the mud hole. All you do is get muddy with the person. And then there's empathy. That's the person... That's the caregiver that is holding on to the hand of the care receiver. So you fully identify with their feelings, but you don't take them so much uh, as, as your own because you're also holding on to the root. Do you see that? The root of the tree. The tree of life. We are rooted. Over these past three or four years, we've trained a number of people. Some of them were in the early service. Some of them aren't here right now. But I'd like to recognize those of you who have been trained as a Stephen minister, even if you're not active, because it's, it's a short-term commitment and you don't have to do it forever in your life. But some of you are Stephen ministers. Could we just stand and recognize you right now? So I see some of you here. Yes, I know you're reluctant to do this, but yeah, please, please do that. Thank you. Thank you. Why are you telling this, Pastor Lynn? I'm actively recruiting for Stephen Ministers right now. Um, if you feel any nudge at all in your life about being a Stephen Minister, please talk to me. Send me an email. Send me a text message, something. And we'll have an interview. And we'll take that next step with you. Because the training will be beginning in January. You may not be called to be a Stephen Minister, but... How, how could you be more rooted? How could you hang on to the tree of life? Hang on to Christ? For me, it's a breath prayer. Every day I go to Scripture and I try to stay with that Scripture until there's something that resonates with me. And then those times when I want to go off and be crazy, when I become less than who God intends me to be, I'll try to breathe and go back to that prayer. Today it's from Romans 15, the fourth verse. This is what I found for today. Whatever was written in the past was written for our instruction so that we could have hope through endurance and through the encouragement of the Scriptures. And I don't always get the words all right, and it's okay. What I'm just trying to remember today is these Scriptures were written for our endurance and our encouragement and hope. How about you? How could you be more rooted? 
Obviously, you're here in worship. This is important to you. This is a good thing to do to hold on to Christ here. Maybe it's the sacrament of communion where we come so close to Christ, the body and blood of Christ right here. Maybe it's singing in a choir like this or playing handbells. Maybe it's being a part of a small group. How are you rooted in Christ? And then, with whom would you extend a hand? You're holding on to Christ, but so now you can reach out a hand to somebody else. For me, it's Habitat for Humanity. This is something I've done over these last nine and a half years, mostly with Gerard and his Friday crew. And so there's two homes a year. I haven't done it every fall and every spring. That would be, let's see, that would be what? Not quite 18. That would be 17 times. It's probably only 16 or 15 times that I've done this. But that does my heart so much good to be with these people, these no-interest loans that they put in sweat equity, that they have this community around them, that there's this long-term relationship. And it's based upon biblical principles. It's down to earth. We're rooted in real life situations. What did the passage say? That we deal with those who are needy with righteousness. We decide with equity for those who suffer in the land. It may not be Stephen Minister or Habitat for Humanity, but what would it be for you? I've, I've talked to some of my Christian friends They've gone to worship with Muslims and say, we're going to stand with you during this season so that you will not feel alone. You will not be harassed. Some of you are working with this refugee family. We have our second refugee family from Refugee Services of of Austin, of Texas right now. And I know it's a challenge, but you're standing with those people. It's down to earth like that. And as far as as being rooted to get away from our busy schedules and our filling up of calendars and overcommitting, I would love for you to find a Sunday school class or a Bible study or a prayer group. Some place where you know that you're valued not by what you do, but by who you are and whose you are. So that you're not filling up on this stuff and you're filling up on the presence of Christ. You're rooted. How can you... Be rooted with Christ. How can you reach out a hand to someone else? It might look like the peaceable kingdom. There's this wonderful picture. I didn't know the story behind this. Um, There was a Quaker minister in the 1800s. His name was Edward Hicks. He did at least 62 versions of this painting. You heard the scripture about the wolf with the lamb and lions eating straw and all that kind of thing. And he drew this image because he believed that Christ was in each one of us and it was only Christ that would be breaking down these barriers. I love the imagery in Isaiah. It says that this righteous shoot that is rooted in the stump of Jesse doesn't try to make the wolf into a lamb. It just says, Wolves and lambs, you're going to learn how to live together. (laughs) Breaking down those barriers. You see what uh, William Hicks has done in the background? I never noticed this before. In the background, there's some people. You know who those are? They're they're the settlers of Pennsylvania. William Penn is in the foreground. And the Native Americans, he was saying, it's not just for animals anymore. (laughs) Okay, It's for people, all kinds of peoples, breaking down barriers 
here. We still have a lot of work to do. <laughs> still need to be rooted in Christ, hanging on to Christ as we're reaching out hands to others and breaking down these barriers. We're Christians. When we read this passage from Isaiah, we see Christ as being that shoot that is coming up out of the roots, out of the stump of Jesse. We claim that we are part of this Davidic line. We claim that we are family with the Messiah. These are our roots to be children of that King. That's the good news I have to share with you today, that we are rooted in Christ. Amen.